End of August, and we may actually have some news to talk about. Welcome into Buy Order of the Peaky Blinders. Daniel alongside Josh. So happy, first off. And, and Josh, I think we should kind of uh, talk about this off of the top and, and, and how fantastic you guys all are, right? Our Peaky Heads, our fans. This week marked the two-year anniversary of Season 5, Episode 1, debuting black uh, what was it what was it black monday i think the name of the episode was and we were yeah. this is when we we were we built our podcast about breaking down these live episodes and so we were so excited we recorded live right after the, this the episode aired we had to get bbc subscriptions and vpns and everything so we can watch in england from america at the exact time and it's now been whatever you want to call it like a year and 10 months of off season and, and you guys are still listening every single time we post an episode. Obviously it's not weekly anymore. We have no interest in, in flooding your, your Spotify or Apple podcast uh, timelines, but I mean, top a hundred in America, top 50 in, in the UK still in TV show after shows. And, uh, and we thank you guys. We're so appreciative. If you're new to the podcast, I'm Daniel Gilman. He's Josh Levy. We've got a ton of interviews with Peaky Blinders actors and actresses from the show we've got breakdowns of every episode every season's recap uh major motifs along with other shows that we've covered that are peaky adjacent and now here we are josh and and we are uh we're just appreciative to you a little fan appreciation post here in the beginning absolutely i mean it makes me want to throw up thinking that it's been two years since we've seen live peaky blinders action like that sucks. That really sucks. So we're just hoping that it comes soon and we might have a release date question mark. I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. So this is, this is it. This is the big news. And, and, it, and it comes from a, I want to say an unreliable yet somewhat kind of reliable source, right? Like kind of like how Tom Holland almost spoiled the Avengers Endgame movie because he was like the youngster in the media maybe talking a little bit too much and then they had to scold him. And, uh, and so the news has come out here in the last couple of days. You like that comparison? I feel like it was a, it was a pretty solid one. Um, The news that came out recently was that the, the newest addition to the show, maybe, uh, maybe leaked intentionally a misdate or something like that. But Conrad Khan, who is going to play someone assumingly in the peaky bunch based off of, photos released of him kind of with Tommy Shelby dressed in that garb. But um, in an exclusive interview with radiotimes.com, he revealed that it might be airing early next year. Quote, that comes out from what I last heard. These things change so quickly. I think it'll come out next February, the beginning of next year. It takes a full six months to do the post-production and the editing. They filmed so much. So, I mean, February, a long way away. If that's, if the Netflix no. came out in February, Josh, I would understand that, right? Because that would mean BBC probably drops around November, which is our prediction. But if the BBC comes out in February, Netflix is. isn't coming out till like April. That sucks. No, that's that's ass. Like it's pure ass. Like if they're really done filming and it's just post production, I understand it takes a while. But it's six episodes. Like it's six flipping episodes. Like let's let's get the show on the road. Like it's time. And, and fall is like prime TV time. Like we got succession coming. We got Curb Your Enthusiasm coming. 
Like that's like every Sunday night is going to be filled with, with Yellowstone TV. maybe. Yeah. Right. And so clearly the fall is the time to be, you know, releasing TV footballs going on soccer is in full swing. Like that's, it's, it's just a lot going on and you want to saturate that market. You want to, you, you want your eyes to be, to be, uh, to be on, on, on your show. So I just, I just don't know what is the way I know that Stephen Knight and all the, all the other directors, they want everything to be absolutely perfect, which, which I'm very happy about. They're not rushing it. Like there's, there's kind of like a both sides to it, but I'm getting impatient. Like I'm getting really impatient. Yeah. I, so the reason why I say not so reliable is almost like if of all the people to kind of break this news, it doesn't feel like it's, it's someone that like Stephen Knight runs such a tight ship. I could definitely see there being something that's like, Hey, like if you guys are going to say a date, pick a date way in the future so that if we do surprise people and the news drops that it's coming out in November, it'll make everyone really happy. And that's the only thing that I would think about in that facet. That's why the title of this podcast episode is going to have a little bit of a, of a question mark surrounding it. Maybe a release date, maybe not. Um, it, what it does mean is we have plenty of time to prepare our predictions, Josh, because we are going to flood the zone with once we get content. Once we get like, a, we get like that, an official date. Like a trailer, right? A trailer and a date, and we are off and running. Until then, we're going to keep talking about other shows that we're watching because there's not yeah, much else. I mean... If if Conrad Khan's prediction is right, that sucks. But like, there it very well could also just be not true. Um, I, you gotta imagine that it's that it's that they're gonna announce soon. Like, you gotta you gotta imagine. It's it's getting to that time where like Succession came out with their trailer, and right. and I I mean I know we're talking more American shows, but like you know Succession is if I'm not mistaken made by. Uh, a Brit. And so Jesse Armstrong, I'm pretty sure um, someone can correct me there. I'm not even going to Google it because I'm like quite confident. But I mean, a lot of these powerhouse shows, even Atlanta, right? Barry, a lot of these HBO and FX shows that everyone has turned into their like darlings of TV. And Kiki, as, as, as tough as it is to say, is not there, right? They haven't gotten any of the Emmy nominations that we've wanted. They, they kind of don't stand alone. So if we want to bring up a devil's advocate, Josh, it might not be the worst thing for Peaky Blinders to be in, in, a, in a time that isn't competing with, with the best shows in TV. Right. I get it. You know, it is what it is, yeah, but, but like, you, you also we don't need don't this to like, you also don't want your fans to wait like after they've already waited two years. And it's like, I mean, Peaky Blinders is like one of the most popular shows on television. It, 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 it doesn't get the Emmy nods that the other shows get because of the kind of show that it is. And, the amount of episodes that it has like it's not there aren't enough hours of television like those other shows i mean succession is has only been uh two seasons but it's 10 episodes with, that are all an hour long so it's probably already like two seasons in like pretty much probably has more time of film than peaky blinders or like the same amount or something like that but right it's just it's not the kind of show that's gonna get the emmy nods but it is an Emmy caliber kind of television show where it has that following. It, it has, it has a game of throne esque following. Like it is, it is probably a top 10 popular show in the last 10 years for sure. Great point. And Stephen Knight is beloved, right? There was a, a, a release today that the, the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth games, which you know, us listeners, longtime listeners, we have no idea about, like, I couldn't even tell you, Josh, if you had to list three sports that were in the Birmingham Commonwealth games, I, I, 
what what are we going with? I mean, dart darts like darts seems like a solid pub game. Like, is this dart, is this a legitimate sure. sport? Billiards, billiards, billiards could be solid. What about um, what's that? I'm trying to think of like British British sports that are just like for 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 us though. I'm not I'm not talking about athletes. Polo? I, I don't no uh, for for like normal people though. It's for normal, uh, for, are you insinuating people who like polo are. No, they're athletes. I'm talking about for non-athletes. We're thinking of of sports for non-athletes. But regardless, Um, Stephen Knight has been named among a team of six tasked with the production of the opening ceremony for this Birmingham Commonwealth Games. So he is like royalty in this town that he has turned into a nomenclature of, of, you know, Peaky Blinders-esque stuff, right? The quote is, we really want people to leave this really wanting to come here, visit here, and invest here and work here. So let's bang the drum for Birmingham in a way that Birmingham hasn't really done in the past. Would love to hear some suggestions for what you guys think could be played in the, the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. Like, what are some things that we think Polly kind of sparks up? A lot of drinking games. That's all I could think of for Absolutely. the Commonwealth Games. Ton of drinking games. Maybe some beer dye if they, if they have that over in the UK. Uh, definitely flip cup. Who would, who would be who would be like a top your like beer olympics team among peaky I mean, blinders arthur is getting right? the number one arthur's getting number one pick like, number one pick tommy tommy low-key just like a tank just like doesn't get phased by alcohol like i could see tommy just, making the last cup every time can, yeah absolutely that silent sniper not talking shit just draining cups you know just just being that that dark horse but 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 very effective chugging though curly i'm all in give me curly as a chugger then Finn, Finn's, Finn's, Finn's new, but you the know, lightweight as, as he, as he gets up there, you know, who, who knows? He's the only one that knows what beer dye is, you know, exactly. As, as our British listeners are, are Googling it, but no, I mean, you're right. It's, it's a great perspective to then look and say, okay, how long until you're going to do this? Because your casual fans are losing the interest that they're kind of forgetting that Peaky Blinders is even coming back. They at are. All. It's true. Because, because a lot of people in the beginning of the pandemic or, or, or whatever, binged it, binge right? watch Peaky Blinders in like a month because there's only six episodes a season. It's 30 episodes. Like anybody can binge watch 30 episodes of television when it's only like 45 minutes to 50, 50 minutes like that. Like that, that's easy in, in this day and age. So people, I mean, like are like forgetting possibly about what's going on in the show. And they're going to turn on season season six, episode one, and just forget, you know, the whole plot line, what's going on with Oswald Mosley. Like, I forget Oswald Mosley's like in the freaking show sometimes because we haven't watched a freaking episode in two years. So it, and I don't want to bash the, the show because I love the show and I love Stephen Knight and I love all, all everyone who's involved in the show, but I'm getting restless. Like it's, it's, this is, this is how long we had to wait for Game of Thrones towards the end, but that was like a different animal. Yeah. That was because the actors hated the filming and because they literally filmed for like eleven hours every night, and they had to. Well, also it out. because it was you know all the actors are from like across the world, and it was hard to get all of them. And the last two seasons were the only seasons where they had to be in the same exact place at the same time. Right. Whereas seasons one through four, or season one through five, they were able to film at different times in the year in different locations. So it was just kind of just like feasibly hard to do, you know. So it's it's just different here. They're already done filming. I mean, what like what production is like what post seven months? What seven months? It's just it's just a lot. So I mean, and like I said, we're still just going off of the guess of a brand new edition, right? I mean, this is where 
I think maybe we may have to call upon um, a little insight from like the grandfather of the show, right? And Packy Lee and see if he wants to tease and, 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 you know, give us a little bit more direction and, and maybe just like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And I'll reach out to Packy and kind of see, see if, if we're being led astray or not, but we're getting into dangerous territory here. Josh is starting to pull out his hair. So let's kind of move into some fun. I'm just teasing. You know, you're, you're getting restless. Let's get to yeah, fun stuff here where, where, you know, Josh is, is back watching some TV. I've been watching some good TV as well. Um, I had a fun little moment where I'm, I'm currently in like South Wyoming for work. And the last time that I was driving through Wyoming into Denver was when we had our emergency podcast, which is still one of the funniest things we've ever done. If you guys want a little bit of fun, go back to like, March 2020 and find our emergency coronavirus podcast where I am driving down the highway and we had to record immediately because Peaky Blinders was suspended indefinitely and we started talking about other shows and so that kind of leads us into other shows Josh what uh you, you finished with Sopranos right I know you were watching that no I haven't finished yet I'm almost done I am watching Ted Lasso like everyone else oh I'm it's like so good it makes I'm like two episodes behind so don't say anything. okay it just makes me cry every ever every, like every third episode yeah. they they find your they find your spot and they flick it and you just cry it's I great. just watched the Christmas episode I thought it was like one of the cheesiest episodes in television history but they're I mean, all cheesy it's fine it's fine it, it's it, it is like when you watch that show you have to expect it well you um, yeah you got to remember that you're it's scrubs remember scrubs yeah, the same creator. So it's like I mean, it's not Scrubs, but it's fine. But I'm saying, in terms of like every episode of Scrubs ended on like this extremely happy note, where it's like, except for a few, it, it's a feel good show, and that's what Ted Lasso is. It feels like. Yeah. So I mean, it's a great show. Um, I am watching Friday Night Lights. I'm rewatching Friday Night Lights. Okay. The so tell tell our non ever, ever, tell our non American audience what Friday Night Lights is. So Friday Night Lights is a show about a high school football team and basically the main character there there it's not there's not really a main character but there is a main but not character. just any high school football team right it's right in texas. so it, it takes place in, in a small town in texas it's called dylan and it's a very small you know nothing town and they they eat breathe and sleep high school football like this like it like everybody in the town goes to the games all they do is care about the dylan panthers and high school football so it's a big deal and the main character is this guy, Eric Taylor, who's played by Kyle Chandler, who is just amazing in the show. It's coming out kinda, party for Chandler, yep. It, coming out party for a lot of people. So you got Kyle Chandler is in it. Jesse Plemons is in it. Michael B. Jordan's in it towards the end of the, towards the, end of the series. Minka Kelly's in it. Taylor, Taylor Kirch, Kitch, I don't know how you pronounce Kitch. it. Kitch, I think it's Kitch. It's Kitch. Um, so... It's, and so the, the main character, Eric Taylor, is the football coach, and it's kind of just like about everybody's life. You know, it, it's, it's a lot about football, but it's also a lot about their personal lives and all the drama that goes on with it. It sounds like it's a cheesy chick flick drama, but it's so good. Like, it's, it, the acting is good. Like, usually these kind of shows, the acting is so bad. Like, I'm watching All American. Like, I've been watching All American, which is on Netflix, which is, like, basically a Friday Night Lights spinoff. Like, not spinoff, but, like, it's, like, it's, like, cousin. And it's so much worse than Friday Night Lights. I hated All American. It's it's really bad, but I, I watch it because it's so bad. It's kind of like how you like Outer Banks. Per, perfect example. I was actually going to compare it. It's, it's in that Riverdale, Outer Banks right, sphere. Exactly. Which is, so like, just guilty bad, pleasure so stuff. Good. Yeah. Like, Friday Night Lights, I've already watched it, like, once through, and now they just put it back on Netflix. And so I am ripping through it with my girlfriend and she's never watched it. She thought she was going to hate it and she can't not stop watching it's, it. Like, it's so good. Four episodes. <laughs> like, it's, it's great. So, 
It's so good. So I'm watching that. And uh, I also just watched um, the Cocaine Cowboys uh, on Netflix, which was awesome. For all of you guys uh, across the pond who don't know about it, Cocaine Cowboys was like an era in the 1980s where these two guys, Sal Magluda and Willie Falcone, were like the cocaine kingpins of Miami. And they kind of basically, before Miami became what Miami was, they they started off selling cocaine and being these, these kingpins. And they kind of blew up the Miami scene and it's it's a crazy story about how I mean just like any drug dealer documentary story kind of like a Pablo Escobar-esque story it's kind of like their 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 fandom their their stardom and then their demise so it's really good done by Billy Corbin he does a lot of really great documentaries he he did the you documentaries uh if you guys know about them and it's it's really good yeah he did the original uh cocaine um right the one on HBO yeah, the so the documentary. This, is, this is this is a little bit more Netflix style with a series, right? It's, right? it's, it's not just six one episodes, stand. but it's a documentary. But um, it's six episodes, and they have really good versions, like very important people telling their versions of the story that were involved, and it kind of goes into the trial aspect and the and the the law aspect of it. And obviously, as me as a lawyer, I really like love watching that kind of stuff. Um, so it just goes into like how they were able to like evade the the government for so many years and it's just really good it's i really, really good. recommend it and and if you like that i would check out operation odessa on netflix josh just just google it it's the kind of okay. similar just about like a russian guy who moved to miami and decided hey like nobody's really stopping me from like selling army vehicles from russia so that's kind of like it's just these these crazy characters scarface s characters for those of you that kind of like that that tiger king with a little bit more sophistication in it that's kind of the way that i would describe cocaine cowboys because they're still absurd characters um, so absurd yeah but now into the into the realm of fiction i wanted to talk about a few shows that are getting a lot of traction here before we wrap up and one of them is is very interesting so white lotus comes out on hbo i've already talked about it we don't have to spend more time I on it it's very good really, really good mike white uh just basically was was asked to do a show that was covid friendly Who's like a writer and you know director for for HBO different things. He was in School of Rock as like the principal and and helped with writing in that in that movie as well. And he's like, okay, just send a bunch of us to Hawaii and I'll just make something. So he like makes this like creepy but cool with Sydney Sweeney and you know uh, the mom from from Friday Night Lights as well, uh, Bonnie uh, Connie Britton. And so that's a cool one, but it's about like a eerie one spot that everyone's at. Hulu comes out and there's been four episodes of the show and, and it's bad timing, but it's still pretty good. Nicole Kidman stars in a David E. Kelly original based off of a book, which is the same creator, same lead star as Big Little Lies. And it's called Nine Perfect Strangers. And it's about these nine people who all go to this health and wellness retreat in the middle of nowhere. And it's just got those eerie, weird vibes, just like White Lotus little bit different, little bit the same, but instead it's almost like the cult leader in Nicole Kidman who plays like this terrible Russian accent. But it's interesting. It's got Michael Shannon. It's got a star-studded cast. Um, so I would, I would tell you guys to recommend that on, on Hulu to people if you kind of like that genre. But then the other one, Josh, that I'm really loving and everyone I've talked to has loved is on Netflix called Hit and Run. Hit and Run is one of those typical Netflix shows that comes out of nowhere. They buy it from somewhere. This is specifically from Israel. And it's, it's, an epi- it's one of those episodic about it. binge, just binge, binge, binge. Like if you want to binge something badly, like I saved it for this flight to Wyoming, long you know, layover, flight again, a lot of stuff going on. So I've watched four episodes in the last day and a half. And it is, uh, 
it's really good. And, and I don't want to talk too much about it, but it, you know, a, a man loses his loved one and kind of like goes on like a Liam Neeson kind of like spree, but it's got a lot of different antics in it. It's got some, his, uh, some, some Hebrew, some Arabic, a bunch of different things. It's the lead character from Fauda, which is another Netflix beloved show and, and a bunch of different actors from different things like that. So if you're, if you're down to taking a little bit of, of foreign language and, and get in your month's reading, as, as I like to say, Hit and Run, Hit and Run's a solid one. Um, you mentioned Curb. Curb is coming back here in a little bit, as is La Casa de Papel, Money Heist, uh, back again next week on September 3rd. And, uh, and Morning Show. You ever watch Morning Show, Josh? No, but I heard it's good. Good. Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, um, Reese Witherspoon. That one comes back on September 19th or 17th, September 17th. So you got plenty of time to watch season one, a show that was low key, a banger, like maybe the best thing Apple TV made in my opinion was that and for all mankind. So those are just a couple things here on the horizon. Dave was really good. We, we yeah. have to break that down. Ooh, we didn't do that. We should maybe do a standalone. We've said this like a standalone yeah. just Dave I think focused it's worth episode. It. Yeah. I think it's worth it. That finale really capped it off. Like we know now how hard it is to do a finale of a season. Oh, that was such a good finish to a season. I like, I Talk like goosebumps. The, the, the episode ended and I was like, that was great. I, I literally said that. I literally reacted. I go, that was great. I never do that. I, I don't, I don't want to get into it because I will say spoilers. So let's do, we're going to do an episode right. soon that is going to be spoiler filled. For those of you that want to watch Dave do it, we'll give you some time. Of course, the backlog will always be here, but Josh and I will try to whip that out for you here in the next couple of weeks because the last scene caught me by su surprise. Like I did not expect it at all right. watching with friends. I'm like, no, that person isn't there. Turns out that person was there. Really, really unique, really fun. Dave had a good finish and uh, you know, Rick and Morty's on a break, but we've talked about our, our love for, for Rick and Morty and how that keeps going. Um, Want to wrap it up. One more fun one on Netflix, the chair, Google the chair and see, see if you guys that, that's kind of up your alley. And if, if you are reach out to me and we can kind of have like a discourse about the Sandra O oh show that stars uh, Duplass. Remember Duplass from The League? Of course. he's a, Him he's and his a, brother, Jay Duplass. The and Duplass, Duplass brothers are very, very good uh, directors and yeah, writers. Well, this is Jay's actorial debut, his brother. And, and he's really uh, no, just he's, he, like he's really good. He, he's is he been in, in stuff? He's been in things. Okay. I thought he's I read this is his first. Maybe this is his first thing. I don't know what it is. I'm almost positive that he's no, active, he, he's but. definitely acted. Cause I'm looking yeah, at it right active. now. I'm, yeah. He's yeah, been in yeah. 26 things, but I don't know. Maybe it's his first in a while or Probably. his first headlining um, appearance because everything else looks like he's just kind of like made appearances in things. He was in that search party show that gets a lot of praise, but this is his first starring role in maybe a production that he didn't put together. Maybe that's what it is. He's just acting and he's not involved on the other side. But it's pretty good. It's written by Amanda Peet from uh, um, what's her what's his name from Brockmire. If you ever watched that, no, she was, I didn't. She was the girl in Brockmire. She was also in uh, a couple other big things. But nonetheless, just some things to talk about. Some some shows going on and just a little happening around the uh, the peaky verse. Not much, you know. I'm trying to scout scounge to see if there's anything else that I had written down to talk about with Peaky. Um, there is a a show with Aiden Gillen and Emmett J. Scanlon. We got to give a shout out to our guy, Emmett J. Scanlon called Kin coming soon on AMC plus, but I, I don't have any interest in, in buying another uh, streaming service, but that's where uh, gangs of London is AMC plus. We may have to do that for season two. Um, nonetheless, 
another great episode, Josh. Thanks so much for uh, for jumping on. As uh, we did get one mention of the lawyer from Josh, so that's one drink for all you Peaky fans listening at home. We'll tune in with you guys soon. Try to give you any sources that we can get from across the pond on when we may expect season six. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. We binge, so you don't have to.